for the past two to three weeks, we have seen in India, the Islamophobic media and politicians have been running a smear campaign against the Muslims with Tablighi Jamaat at its epicenter. And this is not the first time uh, they have done so and we know it won't be the last. <clears throat> we see this trend around the world that when something happens, it is, if a Muslim does something, it is Islam and Muslims that are criminalized. Muslims are Muslims get asked to um, to feel sorry for it, to apologize for it, and um, and if someone else does it, we uh, other than their name, we won't know anything. We won't know what their uh, religion is or anything. But because of this smear campaign that uh, the media and the politicians have been running. Uh, it has um, it has uh, it has been difficult for the Muslim community, um, the wider Muslim community uh, on the ground. They have faced a severe backlash um, in many ways. Inshallah, uh, this is what we are going to talk about, and this is happening right in the middle of a pandemic. Things like these do not happen all of a sudden. This is a result of what has been building up for years. The the distrust when it comes to Muslims have been um, have been there for a long time. Um, ever since India and Pakistan um, have been separated, there has always been a question that remains whether the Muslims are loyal to India or are their loyalties towards Pakistan. Uh, and this is this is not something that has started uh, in the last few years or so. This has been for decades. I mean, I'm saying literally since when um, India and Pakistan um, divided. However, since um, however in the year 2014, since the uh, Narendra Modi led Bharatiya Janata Party, the BJP, when they came to power with a thumping majority, they have been pushing an aggressive form of Hindu nationalism over the people and everybody um, is I must say bullied into accepting it um, and there has been a special um, there has been a special um, uh, focus on Muslims uh, when it comes to this they have been specifically uh, um, asked to embrace this idea this is about not just uh, uh, any kind of thing where you just love India and things like that no it is more than that it is it is a thing where um, it is a thing where the Muslims have to not just love India, but at the same time you have to hate Pakistan, right? Specifically Pakistan. Uh, it's built around the hate of that, and 
at the same and also um love and adopt um you know the hindu culture just accept it as if it's yours um the history the islamic history you have to accept that that islamic history was not a genuine history uh, uh, sorry that history was the his- was not a good uh, part of indian history these people who came to india were actually occupiers and things like that i'm talking about the muslims so it's this kind of narrative that have been pushed um in the last 6 years and um it has and because of this muslims have been uh, the attacks on muslims um muslim identity uh, the islam islamic aqeedah has been quite relentless uh, by the media um and this has also created an atmosphere of mob lynching um rounding up of muslim activists a constant vilification of islam and muslims in the media um and this has i mean this has gone so far that some of the um some of the uh, this has gone f- so far that some of the famous personalities actually came out and said that india is not a safe place for muslims anymore and me being from i mean from that community and talking to people um discussing a lot of issues with uh, my friends family and um extended uh, family i can say yes that is the case uh, a lot of the times there is a fear of uh, what you can express and what you cannot express um, within india and and the fear is uh, just the backlash um however i understand um i understand there are there are um some self-hating muslims who would come and tell the media that this is not the case this is a perfect place for us um those who have this fear must actually leave the country go go away somewhere now in december 2019 indian parliament passed a law uh which is called as caa and it was a problematic and it was an islamoph it is an islamophobic law this is citizenship amendment act um before i uh, i say something about it i want to say that um this was followed by triple talaq this was followed by um the abrogation of article 370 in kashmir this was followed by um uh, the uh, the uh, the babri masjid verdict where the babri historic babri masjid uh, was given to the hindus for building um the building a hindu temple there now when the caa was passed which was citizenship amendment act i called it an islamophobic act uh, because the the basis of this act was the three neighboring countries of um, india which is pakistan bangladesh and afghanistan india claimed that these three are islamic countries um, and non muslims living there are religiously persecuted hence it is a moral obligation of india to give them citizenship in other words saying that because these countries are muslim countries and islam is dominant there and hence by uh, by its very nature it's uh, persecuting the uh, minorities again we know that uh, this is not the case that they these countries um, do not implement islam in the first place anyway india made it a case and um, and passed this uh, amendment this sparked nationwide wide protest it was mainly muslims who were protesting uh, with some support um, from fair minded uh, non muslims as well but the media and politicians uh, were constant in attacking those uh, in terms of um, in attacking uh, the protesters they vilified them they demonized them uh, they they um 
especially those uh, especially those politicians from the ruling BJP and they even called out on those people who supported these protests in any way shape or form so the atmosphere was already getting bad uh, for muslims because they were protesting they were made um, they were um, they were told that they are protesting they are coming out to protest only because they want some food they were they are coming out to protest only for money there's nothing um, in there um, and at the same time they called these as islamist protest uh, islamist um, uh, you know trying to take over india now during this time when the protests were at its peak uh, it was time for elections in delhi um, uh, delhi is a union territory it has its own state government uh, and because of this um, bjp was fight bjp actually fought this election very aggressively with its hindu ideology um, they said anything and um, everything that they could to the muslims uh, one bjp leader actually went on to say that um, if uh, they went on to say about the protesters that um, that these people will actually uh, come and uh, come and rape your addressing the Hindus. He said these protesters will actually come and rape your daughters and sisters. Hence, it is important for you to actually vote for BJP so that BJP can do deal with them appropriately. There was a slogan that was given at this time: uh, "Shoot the traitors," literally referring to Muslims. Um, although they uh, they tried to play their games in saying that oh where are we referring to Muslims here why are you thinking but this was actually given um, given um, uh, that the, the slogan was targeting Muslims directly now after all this they still lost the election the propaganda of the BJP was so strong that even the opposition party that actually won the election did not actually um, challenge their Islamophobic uh, rhetoric rather than that they 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 just dodged it now this was followed by um, Trump's visit to India uh, Trump visited India India in at the end of February Modi organized uh, a massive event for him uh, filling one of the largest stadiums in the world with about 125,000 people it was exactly on this day uh, that uh, this event was happening the event was named as namaste trump and the day this event was happening it was on this day the riots broke out uh, violent riots broke out in delhi uh, whose victims were mainly muslims and the authorities did almost nothing for two days Muslim businesses and homes were burnt. They lost their lives and livelihood. The, um, the masajid were burnt, vandalized and destroyed. Um, and looking at how this unfolded, many analysts actually suggested that this was actually a pro program against the Muslims uh, to which the state was complicit. Uh, and um, because the state turned a blind eye to it and even at this time when uh, when the Muslims were suffering um, um, losing their lives and livelihood even at this time the uh, the media and politicians were still blaming Muslims for these things they said that this is happening to uh, this is happening or these uh, these riots are taking place because the common people are frustrated 
because of the protests that are happening uh, and it has disrupted everything. Hence, it is Muslims who are to be blamed for it. And um, interestingly, um, almost all those who got arrested for these um, for these riots and for these riots were also Muslims. It was blamed on Muslims, although the majority of those who suffered in this were Muslims. Now, as the relief work was starting, I mean, at this uh, this quieten, um, and then the relief work was starting. People were trying to um, help those who have lost everything came the coronavirus um, issue. Now, for a week or so, there was pressure on the government um, that it was not doing anything. Uh, and the government was scrutinized heavily on what are they doing uh, to stop this. Now, it was around this time on um, 24th of November, to take some uh, strict measures, the Prime Minister of India announced a lockdown, a national lockdown. So he said that nobody can leave homes now. Everybody has to just stay wherever it is. It was like a curfew-like situation almost, except very essential services um, are um, will be um, will be allowed to uh, function. This lockdown happened with just four hours of notice. A move that was heavily criticized um, by, by opposition parties and even some media houses. Now, the biggest catastrophe of this lockdown was in India, there are migrant workers who, who, who are from small towns and villages. They come to these big cities to work and they mainly work on daily wages. So these people. Um, when the lockdown happened, they lost their livelihoods and um, they lost their uh, jobs, which means they had uh, no money to feed themselves and they just wanted to go back to their homes. And they were stranded. They could not. Some actually started to walk back to their home, um, even though their homes were five, six hundred kilometers away. Now, when, these, um, when this thing happened and a couple of days later, uh, a news broke out that a government is arranging some buses for um, for the people to get back to um, certain uh, states. So literally, uh, hundreds of thousands of people gathered um, uh, around the bus station area to catch those buses, but there was nothing. Anyway, because of all these, there was lockdown, there was this corona um, issue where the social distancing and everything was happening. But um, in the middle of all these, uh, people were um, people were stranded at a bus station because of the uh, because of the incompetency of the government. Um, the government started to feel the backlash again, they face the backlash uh, from the people as to why has it done this. But as this was happening exactly at this time a news broke out that there are about 1500 people um, at the um, at the headquarters of tablighi jamaat in uh, delhi uh, it is um, referred to as markaz of tablighi jamaat now since then as soon as this news broke out media forget media even the politicians they forgot everything wrong that the government was doing they shifted their attention completely towards the tablighi jamaat and they started attacking um, not just tablighi jamaat but even the um, even the muslims in general um, i'll tell you how um, so 
here's how you need to understand you need to know that how low did the media houses and politicians fell instead of holding them accountable they started a smear campaign against them they created an atmosphere of hostility against the brothers of tablighi jamaat but this soon started to extend towards the muslims like indian media linked i mean now that they found something they started um, this absurd link so indian media started to link tablighi jamaat with al qaeda came up with claims absurd claims like tablighi jamaat is recruit is uh, does the recruitment for terror outfits in pakistan um uh, and all those kind of things and then um the newly elected chief minister of delhi who only um weeks ago when uh, when the uh, when the riots were happening in india uh, in delhi itself uh, when the riots were happening and the muslims were being killed he said that the administration of delhi um, the delhi police is not in my control so i can't do anything um, on that front uh, i can't control the police but when this happened the tablighi jamaat issue he was the first one to come up and order the delhi police to file fir against the um against molana saad who is the head of tablighi jamaat in um in india this point onwards they pretty much blamed tablighi jamaat single handedly for um for contributing to the spread of coronavirus in india of the covid-19 they did so in a way that targets not just one organization but muslims in general now they they propagated fake videos fake pictures they said that um these uh, these muslims who have been um taken from here to the isolation rooms they are urine urinating in isolation rooms they are defecating in isolation rooms they are not contributing with um they are not contributing with nurses and doctors rather they are misbehaving with them they showed some blurred videos to prove their point um and one of the most um uh, uh i mean fake video that you can say that uh, that actually was propagated a lot that uh, that was shared a lot on the social media was where a man was seen to be intentionally coughing on someone and the tweet uh referred to muslims as such wild minded people this was the tweet that referred to muslims as such wild wild minded people now after i mean within a couple of days this uh, this this tweet had about 4000 shares and uh, the hashtags that were included in this was um uh, was corona jihad and tablighi jamaat virus these were the hashtags that were included in that but later on it was found that it was later on it was found that this video is not even from india it's from thailand and there was no proof that this man was linked to anything tablighi jamaat or anything like that now but the thing is by the time this uh, this news came in that now somebody somebody took up the video did the um, did the search on that and things the, f- the damage was already done media created extremely provocative hashtags some of them um are like tablighi jamaat virus markus covid tsunami corona jihad and these are just to name uh, just to name a few and it was reported i was reading a report that uh, mentioned the hashtag corona jihad 
appeared over 300,000 times and it was potentially seen by 165 million people. Right? You can imagine the magnitude of this propaganda. This happened only within, um, within a few days of this, uh, this hashtag being created. So, uh, so this, and if you think about it, the Corona Jihad, it doesn't just uh, say, one th uh, say target an organization or something. No, the attack was directly on Muslims and Islam. Even at this time, when the, while, when the world is in the middle of a pandemic, this is what is happening in India. Now, last week, Indian Prime Minister extended the lockdown until 3rd of May, which was supposed to end on 19th of April. As soon as this was, amount, uh, this was announced, the media, media houses came up and started saying that, uh, actually started blaming Tablighi Jamaat for being single-handedly responsible for the extension of this lockdown as if the lockdown was going to really finish in um, uh, really finish um, on 19th of April because no the cases were anyway increasing in India and India is not um, not testing as many people but but the thing is now they have an excuse to blame Muslims they have an excuse to carry on their Islamophobic um, agenda and that is what they were doing and one of the media channels, in fact, um, went on to say that this is the reason why we need to call on Tablighi Jamaat even more aggressively. I mean, this is the kind of language you hear, uh, the tone. And then the, the media trial, because of this media trial, now the police is after uh, the head of Tablighi Jamaat, the enforcement directorate uh, and um, income tax department are after them, uh, after him, especially uh, uh, after some media channel um, came out and said that, you know, uh, they have been involved in money laundering. SubhanAllah, it started somewhere and really uh, gone to that extent. Now, the media actually claims that no, we uh, we report everybody, whoever has done, um, whoever has, whoever does something, regardless of their religion or um, anything, we report about them. True, agree with that. They do report, but the way they report when it is uh, when it is an issue related to Muslims is totally different to way they report when it is an issue not related to Muslims. You do not when it's when an issue is not related to Muslims, you do not see any rage when media is reporting this when the issue is not related to muslims you do not see any um you do not see any provocative hashtags being created you do not see that this actually translates on the ground where common man is suffering now uh, for example, uh, some of those, uh, when the lockdown was announced, it was also found that there were some people who were um, stranded in some temples. Now, media reported them as these people are stranded, right? Whereas when it came to, um, when it came to Tablighi Jamaat, there was some sort of a conspiracy. And although, uh, I mean, even in this time, they did not go and ask serious, sincere questions to the government because Tablighi Jamaat has been saying right from the start that we have given written notices uh, to the authorities requesting them to um, to to evacuate us evacuate us from here uh, the the authorities completely ignored them completely ignored them until it became an issue now nobody questions the authority as to why um, you did not evacuate them instead of that what is happening is they are telling um, 
they are uh, telling these people as to why were you there in the first place uh, remember uh, i said before the lockdown was announced and only four hours were given there was it was practically impossible to send 1500 odd people uh, to uh, various parts of india now they also said that there were some people there that came from overseas um, countries like indonesia and malaysia where there were cases of covid and so why did tablighi jamaat um, ask them to come in the first place now the real question should have been what was the government of india doing why did they um, uh, why did they let them in it was it is not the responsibility of a common man that is the responsibility of the government to stop that the government should have been proactive the point i'm saying is the government was not at all proactive in this um, at all they just let everything go on as normal uh, and hence uh, it cannot be expe ex expected that people take it more seriously than the government has now there were no questions over i mentioned the event uh, uh, where donald trump came to india and there were about 125000 people in a stadium there was no questions about those gatherings asked there was um, after um, uh, uh, sorry after the tablighi jamaat um, gathering there there were events organized where the uh, the swearing in ceremonies of the chief minister of um, a state in india obviously that chief minister was from bjp where about about 5000 people were present media is not talking about this but they found tablighi jamaat as the scapegoat is thought some sort of conspiracy they're waging some sort of jihad uh, in india to spread coronavirus in india this is absurd because if they start if the media start asking questions to the government about their failures we know that these news channels will be closed or boycotted and they become irrelevant and hence they cannot do that now the actions of media and politicians have directly affected muslims on the ground in india people in some areas have declared uh, have announced that no muslim can enter here i mean imagine this a common person uh, announcing that muslims cannot enter here uh, in our area uh, in india there are um, there are poor people who walk around um, selling vegetables and fruits when these people are going somewhere they are actually being asked to show their national identification to prove if they are muslims or not um and if they are found to be muslims they are asked to leave they can't sell there right uh, firstly asking of that um uh, national id by any citizen is illegal in itself but nobody cares nobody cares because it is like yeah muslims are responsible for the spread of coronavirus and hence we need to get rid of them and what is the result of this some of those vulnerable people have been facing have been facing um um uh, what do you say have been facing um difficulties in their businesses they can't conduct businesses some have been even beaten as well uh, for being there there's uh, the some of them had their uh, things thrown away so and there are i mean worst is there are some reports um which which um that are coming out which says that some hospitals are refusing to treat muslims some hospitals are um saying that muslims be kept separately there so on one hand we have everyone suffering uh because of the pandemic that we are in and on the other hand we have common muslims especially the poor and vulnerable um suffering more because of this islamophobia that has been spread by the media and politicians and what is even more shameful is that there are 50 plus muslim countries that uh do nothing about it 
uh, and they they are not just quiet rather they invite the mastermind behind this modi and shower him with highest civilian awards this is this is something that is even more shameful um, and what else can we really expect from uh, f- from the nation states that are not based on islam i tell my brothers in uh, brothers and sisters in india to stay strong at this time when islam is attacked our identity is attacked it is even more important for us to uphold our islamic identity at this time without compromising with it we do not have to do things to please these um these um, fanatics and kuffar we we must still we must do things only to please allah subhanahu wa ta'ala i remind you of the words of umar radhiyallahu an umar radhiyallahu an said we were the most humiliated people on the earth and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us honor through islam and if we seek honor through anything else allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will humiliate us again so identify the traitors and sell outs amongst your ranks and discard them i pray that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ease the sufferings of the ummah of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam who are facing persecution at this time due to uh, their belief in la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah i want to end with the ayah of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where he says yuriduna liyutfiu nurallahi bi afwahihim wallahu mutimmu nurihi walau karihal kafirun huwa alladhi arsala rasulahu bil huda wa dinil haqqi liyuzhirahu ala ad-din kullihi walau karihal mushrikun they want to extinguish the light of allah with their mouths because, sorry i pick this ayat because these are very relevant to this so here allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell us they want to extinguish the light of allah with their mouths but allah will perfect his light although the disbelievers dislike it it is he subhanahu wa ta'ala who sent his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam with guidance and the religion of truth to manifest it over all other religions although those who associate others with allah may dislike it waqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh